Alright guys, our next guest defends his title against Brian Ortega next weekend at UFC 260. When he's not setting history in the octagon, he's writing books and now creating his Cooking with Volk videos that have included the classic lamb souvlaki and Macedonian style chicken wings. The master chef of the UFC joins us back on Submission Radio with a fresh hot coffee and a, a pretty epic beard, I must say. Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, welcome back man, how are you? I'm very good mate, very good. Master Chef, how good's that? I love it. I've got I mean, so many nicknames, man. Can who wants who wants to be a double champ when you could be the master chef of the UFC? Oh mate, there's some of them. Got Chef Volk, got Footy Volk, we got Tim Volk, <laughs> mate. You don't want to know Footy Volk though. Let me just tell you that you don't want to know Footy Volk. Why? Why is that? He, he likes to party, old Footy Volk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Footy Volk would be drinking a shoey right now, not a coffee, right? <laughs> Oh, definitely, yeah. Amongst other things. All right, so you're in <laughs> Vegas already. And uh, I was wondering, man, how's the fight camp now that it's in the books? It's officially done now. How did this one go? Well, it's not officially done because uh, we're here early because the Brad fights this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're here to like to corner him. Like We've got some of the boys just to help out fight week here because some of the boys at New Zealand couldn't be here, obviously, with the, the vouchers and, and the problems that they got to go through. Uh, we decided to come a, a week early and, and – uh, have, our, have a, a big crew like that and just finish our last uh, week of camp here and then have fight week ourselves here. But, mate, camp's been incredible, man. It really has. Obviously, we're going to say that every time, right? We're going to say, oh, yeah, we're good, Nick. Rah, rah. We're going to carry on and, and, and talk ourselves up every time. But, mate, honestly, it's hard for me to keep my shirt on right now because I'm uh, leaner than ever, I'm fitter than ever. So, it's, man, it, you can tell. You can look at me and you can see that. You know, watch me train or even just, just send me the shirt off. You can tell. That I've uh I've had a, you know I put the work in and camp's gone well so mate like I'm just nothing but high spirits feeling good and cannot wait to get in there and do my thing man because I'm in good nick. Mm. If you want to take your shirt off, that's quite all right. Um, but if not, we can see it in your face. You look very lean, the the cheekbones and everything, and the cheeks. Um, I was wondering what was it like, you know, not really having huge and the CKB boys in that camp, and also what is it going to be like for you come fight night, where like you mentioned, huge isn't going to be there because of the vouchers and stuff like that. How's that going to work for you? Yeah, man. Look, it's yeah, obviously, you know, it's good to have the whole crew here. The 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 normal crew we all have, but at the end of the day, the boys put so so much work into us and, and fine tune us that well that we we know what to do. You know what I mean? Like so. Uh, that's that. That's fine. But it was good during camp. Like we we still obviously had our like Zoom chats and all that type of stuff. You'd be surprised with the details you can get through Zoom. You know what I mean? They're, the boys are getting the cameras out and uh, they're like just showing you. Oh, yeah, they're getting right into detail. Probably more detail than they would when I was in front of them hmm. because they're there and they're doing more videotape. Uh, then they, you know, they I don't know just the way they can break it down on video and I guess they just go into more detail. Uh, just to, I guess, the fact that I'm not there, they want to do that little bit more. I don't know what it is. So it was, it's been good, mate. It really has. But I mean, camp's been been unreal. You know, Joe's been doing a, a great job to get me and Nick, and you know, did a good job to get the boys to to head over and help, like you know, what, what boys we could uh, to train and that. So we had uh, some good uh, bodies to move around with. Uh, but you know, again, come fight time, I know what to do. You know, I mean, good Nick. Uh, the even. Just everything that uh, Eugene uh, and the boys over there were sort of like saying to touch on. We've been working on before. They even uh, sort of made their own game plan of what we thought we should do. Like we're all on the same page. Uh, we've, you know, so it's, man, we're just, everything's going good, man. You know, everything's going good. Joe Lopez is over there with you. Joe Lopez is here, yep. So we're, we've Brad. So Brad's uh, next door. 
Uh, we've got a, got a good crew here. We've got Frank Hickman. So Frank Hickman's usually in the in the corner as well. Uh, we'll have Brad because Brad fights this weekend. Then he'll still be in the corner. So we're still going to have most of the similar faces in in the corner. But again, man, the you know the boys have taught me well. Uh, everyone has. So you know I know the game uh, pretty good. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be all right out there. We're talking about training camps, and it's really good to see this one went really well. It's funny when you mentioned though. You know, like I always say that it goes good because we've had some conversations with you in the past, haven't we? Where you've told us, oh, training camp has gone good. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, I had 20 broken knees and five broken backs. <laughs> I couldn't walk up the flight of stairs. I'm just wondering, because um, you look great right now, but what was the worst training camp that you've ever had leading into a fight? Like, what was the worst injury you can remember where you're walking into the cage going, man, this is going to be a bit of a stretch? Oh, well, going into the cage, uh, was definitely uh, Darren Elkins when I I tore my intercostal muscle two days before the fight, so that was just that was that that's for long. Like you can't even move. I don't know if you've ever like if you've broke a rib or uh, tore uh, like your your rib cartilage and all that. Like you know this ain't just like a, a little bruised rib or anything. This is a a proper tear in there. Like you cannot move as soon as them ribs move a little bit. Oh. My agonizing pain. So you can imagine like you know you can't even breathe properly, and then. Two days out, I'm, 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 I remember like uh, thinking, like, you know, I'm laying in bed because, you know, doing my head in because I'm like, how am I going to fight? I can't move. Uh, I'm still water loaded, so I need to get up to go to the toilet. I can't even get up. Like, it's taking me five minutes just to get up so I can go to the toilet. Like, that's how that's how much pain you're in. I remember crying, thinking, man, I'm, you know, I spent six weeks away from the, away from the family and, uh, you know, I'm probably not going to fight. You know, that's sort of, I couldn't move. So I literally was thinking that. But, the UFC doctors and and that said, look, we can't give you a cortisone shot because uh, it's in the muscle and, and they'll probably uh, pull you from the fight. Uh, but we can give you some uh, anti-inflammatories, and uh, you know that's you know some strong strong anti-inflammatories. You know we might get you the the pain. We might be able to half the pain, and then pretty much just said adrenaline's a <laughs> adrenaline's a, a beautiful thing. So. You can rely on that, so it's up to you. I'm like, oh, well, all right, let's just do it. Let's take it on. So I just remember each day did get a little bit better, but I couldn't even I couldn't even uh, hit the pads uh, before the fight. I couldn't throw a right hand because it was still hurting my rib, and uh, like so we weren't avoiding that. So we literally had to wait till the adrenaline started kicking in before I could actually start throwing bombs. But um, it, it did work. They were right. The adrenaline did help a little. But, I mean, it was on my mind the whole time. So I made a couple of funny decisions because of it. But in saying that, we still 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 look good out there, still did the did what we had to do. So it doesn't matter. But that's probably the worst. But we've had some bad camps, man. I'll be honest with you. We've had some bad camps. I've only had, like, done next to nothing for 14 weeks and then only had six weeks to prepare for big fights. And mm. But, I mean, this, this camp... We all good. Mm. There was that one where you were the backup fighter, but you got stuck at the border and you had to drive over while you're doing. Oh, the mate, oh, remember that one? Luckily. And then you're like, oh, maybe it's good that I didn't mate. get the title shot at this point. <laughs> oh, that's exactly. Oh, yeah. We we actually been talking about that the last couple of days here. And honestly, lucky I didn't fight that day because I was in terrible nick, man. Like, don't get me wrong, like I was still reasonably fit, but you know, I only got told about that I was going to do that like a few weeks before uh, the weight cut was bad the travel was horrendous like i mean horrendous i remember like mate my body couldn't move like so my back was as stiff as a board i was trying i was seeing heather at the for the from the ufc the physio every day thinking like i hope she can loosen me up because i cannot move right now but uh and then the weight cut was a, a savage one uh so i was sitting there thinking like because I get paid. If I make, I make weight, I get paid. I 
all right, I get paid at least, but man, I hope no one pulls out because I don't think I'm ready for this. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. I'm a confident man. I'm a confident man, but I was like, fuck, I'm pretty underdone right now. I don't think this would be a good idea. So let's hope, fingers crossed, the boys are. Go out there, do their thing, and I can fight them later down the track. And that's exactly what happened. That's it. And the title shot came at much better circumstances. Just quickly, I'm, I'm wondering, like, with this kind of adjusted training camp where, you know, you don't, you don't have Huge and the guys there, you got to kind of take lessons from wherever you can. I'm wondering um, what you sort of took away from Israel's fight against Jan Blahovic. Um, you know, how much you sort of, you know, watched that one and just what you thought of that fight in general. It was, um, it's not very often the CK boys, you know, CKB boys don't get things their way. Yeah, man, look, it's, man, this is a fight game. And obviously, it was always going to be a big ass moving up. And then the, knowing that, you know, Izzy made a pretty vote. Like, he was vocal about not putting on muscle, not putting, you know, he wasn't, he's still a middleweight. Uh, not that big of a middleweight, too, to be quite honest. Um, and still stepped up. So good on him for taking that challenge. But you obviously seen once Jan was on top of him that, you know, he was a, it was a bit harder for him to get up. But I still thought he was doing good. Like, I really did. I thought he was a... Yeah, I thought he was doing really well. I thought he looked good on the feet. He stopped a couple of takedowns early, and I thought, I was like, yeah, bring on them takedowns. I feel like that was going to tire Jan even more. But obviously, heat of the moment, in the exchanges, Jan did well to just shoot real deep and and just penetrate a lot a lot more than uh, the, the previous takedowns and got him down. So good on Jan. You know, obviously, Jan did a great job and, and showed uh, that Polish uh, power, power double, like a Polish power double. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good on him. But, I mean, hey, look, man. Izzy, Izzy's in high spirits. All the boys are in high spirits. They're, they're just ready to... They're back in the gym, you know, or like back training. Sorry, they're in quarantine, but back training. They'll back at the gym like when I was uh, when they were still here. I remember the boys were just saying they're in high spirits. Uh, so they didn't let them uh, knock them down. Hey, move forward, you know, stay positive and move forward. That's what you got to do. That's what professionals do. And, uh, mate, that's what's got to be done. And it was a super close fight as well. And with the difference between those two weight classes, I mean, middleweight to light heavyweight, it's just crazy. It's one of those weight class differences where you really got to kind of, there should be an in-between weight class, really. Um, I'm wondering, though, when you look at that and you think about your future, I know you've mentioned to us one day you're looking to move up to the maybe lightweight, maybe even higher. Um, did you take any lessons from that? Whereas, whereas it's kind of like putting on weight, maybe doing something different if you ever do move up in weight class yourself? No, I don't. I don't look at. I don't. I don't look at that fight. Uh, just again, we're we're totally different styles. Yeah, we're totally different body types. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a featherweight. Yeah, people say I'm pretty small for a featherweight, but I still cut some weight. Like I'm still a, a pretty heavy set type of dude because I'm I'm you know full of muscle, and you know I'm I'm, I'm strong. I'm really strong. So like I'm, I've got mate. I'm telling you, I've got that welterweight middleweight type of strength. You know what I mean? It's you know, I'm just talking myself up here, but I mean, you know, you train, you get anyone that's trained with me, and they talk about for my size, the, the power I have, the, the strength I have. So I don't think uh, being overpowered and someone being, being able to throw me around in lightweight would happen. Obviously, you've got guys like Khabib who's just next level when it comes to grappling, but I'm one man to hold down. So you know what I mean? Like I, that's something that that interests me. But again, I've got a, I've got the featherweight division to worry about. But man, I'll tell you what, i uh, again, I'm not a cocky type, but I'm very confident in in myself and I know I've got the, the skills to to really put you know do well in, in the lightweight division even against the best so uh, time will tell but again that that's definitely a goal of mine but right now uh, I'm just going to yeah, prove myself uh, be the GOAT for the weight division I don't think we're too far away from that I want to have a busy year and, and prove myself uh, to the world 
and show them that I am the, the best featherweight and the best featherweight there ever was. So, you know, I've got, a job, I've got some uh, work to do and I'll do that this year. But hey, ne- even later this year or, or early next year, that lightweight division, i got my on them. And I was always wondering, Alex, when it comes to weight cuts for this division, I've always wondered, how much do you usually cut? Well, again, this is probably a lot. Uh, as we said, I was, I'm pretty good uh, Nick right now. I'm, I'm pretty lean, so I've lost a lot of fat. I'm still holding a bit of muscle, but I, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at a good weight. So I'm still about, what am I now? So I'm about 72. I'm in the 72s at the moment, still a bit of time. We wanted to be 72 fight weeks. So I'm already there. And, um, mate, look, oh, man, I'm, sometimes uh, around this time I'm, I'm, I could be 75. I could be 74, 75 kilograms. Uh, so... You know that that just shows you that I'm like free, free two or three kilos ahead of a schedule. You know, so again, I'm I still even to make lightweight right now, I'd still need to cut a couple of kilos. So that just shows you where I'm at. You know, in between uh, in between camps and that, in between fights, uh, off season, I'm usually around 78 is probably a good number. So it just shows you that I'm still a pretty heavy set type of guy. Uh, but you know, again, I'm pretty sure for. For, for the divisions, but in saying that, I know how to use uh, my height and my body shape, my body type very well. So I use these short legs very well. I know how to use them. Short legs, them gorilla arms, mate. <laughs> I was going to say, the fact that you're sort of extra lean, more shredded, is that anything to do with specifically preparing for Brian um, and just sort of, I guess, how, you, how you've structured the, 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 the camp in terms of how you think the fight will play out? Oh, no, it's just the... Uh, just everything, man. Like, uh, again, like uh, with nutrition, I've got Jordy on board. I've always had him on board, but I tend to, you know, my cheat meals were always uh, a bit bigger than they should be. You know what I mean? I really, uh, I didn't do that this time. This time I was just like, all right, I'll just have a, have a good feed, still do my uh, cooking with Volk, you know, uh, get my cooking in there, but I'll be happy with uh, the meals, like not being too, too crazy. You know, I'd get made, I'm telling you, kilos of chocolate, you name it. I would absolutely smash the, the sweets <laughs> as well. Exactly. No, no, no. Not really. Even in training camp, yeah, I'd still do that on the weekends. Uh-huh. I'd go nuts and then diet all the weight. So I'll lose weight during the week and then I'll uh, go crazy on the weekend. And uh, again, I think uh, that played a big, uh, a big part in me not getting as low. Maybe where now I was like, oh, I, I didn't go too crazy uh, and make just training. Obviously, training hard. Like, there's a man. I'm fitter than probably ever as well. Like you know, again, I look. I got a lot of respect for Ortega. So he's going to have the the best Volk out there, but. You know, I, I train hard for no matter who's in front of me, but maybe the haters as well, getting them haters and, and the doubters, using that as fuel, man. Like, you know, I love it, man. Let, let, them, let them say what they want. I'm going to use it as fuel. You know, I get take a negative and, you know, turn it into a positive. I do that very well, always have. So there's people that they, they, want, they want to knock me. They're just going to make me work hard and I love it. Just quickly on on those haters, do you feel like you're a bit of an underappreciated champion? I th- I feel like it stems from the fact that people just loved Max Holloway, and because yeah. those fights were so close, people kind of almost took it out on you. Yeah, man. Look, it's a look. It, you know, it's no no doubt. You know, it's pretty it's pretty obvious. But again, obviously, we've still got a, a lot of support, got the backing of Australia and everyone uh, back home, and obviously, still plenty of people around the world. But you know, Max was a he's a mate, he's a, a cool dude, and and he's had a big fan base. You know, he. He worked on that fan base, made the the UFC uh, as well. Like you know, they'll they'll be pushing him for a while. It took him a while to get to that stage. You know, he was still in a similar position to me, but over time and winning and winning, winning. Hey, remember, people just remember winning, and he did that for a long time, and uh, really got people got to really understand him and, and see how he is and appreciate 
like you know he's a you know like again he's a you know a humble pretty humble dude and respectful type of guy and the more you get to meet someone you, you the more you understand him and like him so he had that time and hey, i'm still still new this you know i go and then take their poster boy out and you know what i mean they ain't happy so you know i understand that i get it but i mean t- again time will heal that uh i know uh i believe my skills i know i'm going to keep winning again people remember the winners and again just put me put a camera in my face so people see me more they'll begin to love me so they'll they'll jump on the train uh, sooner or later but right now it's too early but again we've got a uh, take to, to take out uh, again new challenge looking forward to it uh but again uh, you know i'm pretty confident i'm gonna go out there and do that a lot of people jump on board after this one because I'm, I'm planning on really putting on uh performance and putting setting a statement as well like really man, again it's tough i know it's tough it's durable uh, but man, I just think the, the nick I'm in right now, like no one can keep up. I really do. So I think I'm going to break in in the earlier rounds, and then I'll be able to to get that finish. That's my goal. Uh, but hey, you never know. Again, it's durable, but I want to finish. I do want that finish. I want to talk about Brian in just a sec. But while while we're on uh, Max, Alex, I'm just wondering if you guys ever do end up fighting for a third time, because you know fans are calling for the third fight eventually down the line. Would it be a situation where you want to sort of put a full stop to this thing by possibly doing some something that no one has really been able to do and stop him in that octagon? Or are you just happy just to sort of go out there and and uh, sort of just win it however it comes? Because I suppose you've already beaten him twice, right? So you've already achieved that. So would the new goal for you be to do, pull something off crazy in that octagon if you guys did fight for a third time and put a full stop to this rivalry? Yeah, man. Like, obviously, a finish over anybody is always going to be good. You know what I mean? Mm. And, uh, again, fighting uh, guys like Max, he's, he doesn't get finished. You know what I mean? Like, he's obviously, he's been good. But can he be finished? Of course he can. But, uh, you know, that will be uh, that will be a goal of mine if we were to ever do it. But at the same time, you've got to play what's in front of you at the same, uh, as well. You know what I mean? When you've got two guys, when you've got guys playing like chess, you know what I mean? This is chess, not checkers. And, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do. But at the same time, Everyone wants that finish. Everyone's looking for that finish, uh, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. And you know what I mean when you when you're facing guys that are really durable and known for their chin, you know, and having them back to back. And again, Ortega, another guy, another guy known for his chin. But uh, you know, I see I see more weakness in the gas tank. Where again, he's still got a good good gas tank, but I just believe mine is just superior, too 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 much ahead when it comes to the gas tank. And I believe that he will slow down, and there will be a lot of opportunities. Um, and that's where where I can get the finish. But again, no matter who's in front of me, obviously we always want the finish. But it just you just got to play what's in front of you at the same time. Of course. And speaking of the Brian fight, I'm wondering when you're speaking to your coaches uh, Joe Lopez and Eugene Behrman, what do they think Brian's game plan will be to try and deal with the pressure and the speed and the power that you're going to bring to this fight? Oh man, look, there's yeah, we're pretty certain of what what he will do. I won't give too much away, uh, but. Yeah, again, when it comes to, to the pace and that, I guarantee he's training hard. I guarantee he's fit. I guarantee he's knowing that, oh, I'm going to put a pace. I'm going to be fit enough to deal with it. But it's different when I'm in front of you, man. It really is. And, and everyone that has been in the gym with me knows that. So, uh, you know, they, they know that, look, I don't care how hard he's training. He, You know, the, I, we just don't believe that he'll be able to keep up. You know what I mean? And uh, again, man, this is just talk, right? This is just talk, me talking it up. But uh, the beauty of it, we're in the fight game, and I get to prove it in a couple of weeks, or less than a couple of weeks. So that that's a, that's one good thing about it. But at the same time, you know, there's a couple of things that we, we're pretty confident he will do. I can't give it away because uh, some of them are, are like uh, 
sort of a, again, like if I was to tell you as a break it down, like you might be like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, you know, but so I can't, can't give too much away. I'll leave it at that. That's all right. <laughs> Before my other better keep going and I'm going to end up fucking spinning it out. Brian, <laughs> watching this interview, the taking cages, notes. The, the, the cages would kill me. But again, like we, uh, yeah, we're pretty confident we know how we will. And uh, again, you know, with things uh, that we think he, he will do, when I'm in front of you and then you're fighting my fight, you know, I've got you panicking in there. I've got you stressing in there. It's going to be hard for you to do what you think you want to do. You know, you are going to go back to, you know, habits that you've always done. You got to, I mean, you're going to go back to, you know, there's things that we do naturally. And, you know, in the heat of the moment when we're broken and, and you know what I mean, you are going to do what you've always done. It's instincts going to like sort of kick out, kick in and things like that. So, um, again, you can say what you want, to, you want, but I mean, once you start breaking and once you start fatiguing, once you start stressing, all them game plans and all them things go out the window. But that's why you've got to put yourself in the gym in a position where, you know, that can't happen. I will never be in a position where I'm too broken to stick to what I've got to stick to because I'm always uh, in good enough mix. So I always got a clear head in there. I'm always composed and no, one, no one's going to break that on me. So I just don't believe anyone can... Uh, do that when I'm in front of them. Mm. How competitive do you think the striking will be sort of in the in the early rounds between <clears throat> you and Brian? I know people are very high on his striking um, after the uh, the Korean zombie fight, but I'm wondering, um, you know, before, like if your game plan is to sort of <clears throat> tire him out and pressure him, before that happens, how competitive do you think uh, he can be in the striking department with you? Everyone's dangerous early. Everyone's dangerous early. Everyone's uh, eager early. Everyone's... Uh everyone's fighting their fight early you get what i mean it's a, everyone everyone's good early everyone's good early so i'm i've got to obviously be careful you've got to be sharp you've got to be on top of it you know i'm obviously going to put the pressure but i can't be silly at the same time but again when you talk about like people keep saying oh you know he, he looked great against a zombie he did but i mean you you've probably heard me say things like this a fair bit where it's the people in front you know what i mean like i think zombie let him look really good as well. You know what I mean? Played a part in him looking so good. I think there's a lot of things that Zombie could have done to nullify uh, what what uh, Ortega was doing. Or even if he just did a little bit more or, or you know, he again, like there's no point going into detail, but I believe that Zombie played a big part in why uh, Ortega was able to just look so composed and just do what he did. What he, you know, let, let him just pick his shots, take his time. Mate, he, he showed a, a different... Uh, a complete different uh, style of fighting or even he was so much more patient shot selections uh, he fought at a distance patiently he got to just set up what he wanted but you get what I'm trying to say like these are these are things that uh, I feel zombie let him do like if you're just going to sort of stand there and just wait and let uh, let uh, who's that is that you Sorry, Frank, Ortega? No. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie, uh, Frankie, but again, Brian's you know, like, I'm... Alex, you want a coffee? What do you want? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, like, sorry, you're working game plan? Or, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The wall collapses, everyone's standing in front of this whole church. Uh, <laughs> but again, again, you know, Zombie just uh, sat back and he was very, he was hesitating. He, you know, he wasn't. You know, even when he got in the pocket, he just he was freezing and things like. That. Again, I feel, I feel like Ortega played a part in that as well. But you know, I ain't gonna do that when no I'm in front of you, you. You know, come on, like let's be realistic. You've seen me fight the last few times. If you're expecting Ortega to look like how we did against Zombie, you're in for a rude shock. And again, anyone that knows the game uh, will know that's not how the fight's gonna go. 
Does it mean he's not dangerous? No, it doesn't. I just believe he's going to be dangerous in other things, but he will not be able to just do what he wants uh, in the octagon with me. I can guarantee you that. We know you're always looking for a finish, but what would be sweeter to you? Getting the TKO KO or submitting someone who's considered one of the best grapplers in the division? Mate, well, if you've noticed a lot of my fights, I've beat a lot of people at their game. And uh, there's something about that. There's something about that. Like, you know, some people might not take names, but I do. Uh, you know, I love when people try and tell me that you can't do this, and I love going out there and doing it. But again, like uh, it's like even guys like you, earlier in my career when I'd fight grinders, people that are known for grinding, and I'll grind them out and break them. Uh, then you've got grapplers. Like I remember Jeremy uh, Kennedy, grappler, saying he's the best MMA grappler in the UFC. Go out there and absolutely ground the pound the shit out of him finishing the second round just, just by literally punching his head through the canvas, canvas where he was saying – he would do that to me. So I took him out. Even Chad Mendes, obviously, I didn't out-wrestle him, but I was even saying that I'm going to use his wrestling against him. He's going to tie. Even if even if he gets a takedown, I'm getting straight back up. I'm going to put that pressure on him. You know what I mean? So I was using their strengths against them and things like that. And I've, even with Aldo, how's he going to do this leg kicks? How, you know what I mean? Like, how's he going to deal with the stand-up? Go out there and, and outstrike Aldo. You know, go out there and absolutely shut him down. Leg kick the shit out of uh, Aldo. Who does that? You know what I mean? Aldo's mm. known for leg kicking. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So things like that. And then Max going out there and out striking Max. Uh, you know, uh, again, he's known for volume. Our volume uh, striking Max as well. People saying he can't stand with him. You know, things like that. And going out there and, and out striking him and beating him on the feet. You know what I mean? It's uh, something about that. Going out there and doing that. You know what I mean? Like uh, a lot of people are going to notice that. A lot of people are like, fuck, I did not expect that. Uh, that's impressive. But there's something about it. Like for me, it's a, again, it's a challenge that I, that I have in my head. And and even Ortega, obviously, being everyone literally thinks you cannot go to the ground with this guy. Like li literally, they they try and tell you like I like even he says like he doesn't even train wrestling because his jujitsu is that good. Which again, I'm not going to play jujitsu with him. You know, what I mean? I'm not going to give much away. Like that's obvious. I ain't playing jujitsu. We all know that. But does that mean I can't go anywhere near the ground with him? No, it doesn't. So I'll leave it at that. But I mean, at the same time, if I was to to get in there uh, on the ground and, and get a submission, mate, that'd be great. You know what I mean? Would I would I bet on it? Uh, maybe not the submission. <laughs> 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 but hey, the thing is, when you when you break someone, and that's what I plan on doing, mate, the submissions can definitely come. But again, that's his world. That's somewhere where even where he's broken, he's uh, tired. He's been. Remember, I told you about the natural instincts. Even when you're completely broken, he's been there a million times. That's his world. That's where he could be half knocked out. His body's going to know what to do down there because he's been there a million times. So, uh, again, that's what I mean by the, the, when you're that tired, again, again, my power, my strength will overpower even his technique, especially while he's broken. But, you know, uh, again, I still feel like he can be dangerous even when I feel like I've, you know, I'm having my way with him. He, he still can be dangerous. He can still wrap that neck up if I slip up. So, again, you got to you got to respect that. And I respect Ortega's uh, ground game. I respect his uh, stand up as well. But again, I just think I'm too much uh, levels uh, levels ahead. And again, I, I time will tell, and I get to prove myself uh, again in uh, less than a couple of weeks. Mm. It's fascinating. He is good. Good points, especially about you know him having the instincts even when he's tired. It's good hearing you analyze this, even though you can't reveal the game plan. And obviously, you're showing you know Brian a ton ton of respect here. Um, you mentioned Max before. Just I want to ask you just something quick about him. He mentioned to Mike Heck of MMA Fighting that he feels like he's the cloud hanging over this fight. And I guess when you're looking at you know you know next contenders and stuff, Max is um, 
you know, Max is definitely up there, if not the next one. Do you feel that at all? Do you feel this notion that he's talking about of him hanging over this fight? I don't even know what that means, to be honest. I, I have said, I did see it say the cloud over the fight. I didn't get it. Do you even understand what he means by that? He's going to be floating over the octagon and just looking down and he goes, no, I think, I think it's like, <laughs> I, I think he feels like he's a big part of the narrative that theoretically the winner of this fight has to face him next, which I guess makes things interesting for you because uh, you guys have already fought two times and then it's, uh, I wouldn't say controversial if you fought a third time, but it'd be, I remember you said to us once, you were kind of like, are they going to keep giving him title shots until he wins? Having said that, he just had a good win. So it's, it's a weird one. Yeah, look, it is a weird one. And, uh, you know, you've got to feel for Max being in that position. But, I mean, think of how many people have been in that position and never got that chance again. Mm. How many people have been in that position and never got that chance again? Uh, but, I mean, at the same time, do I think that fight will never happen? No, I, don't, I think, look, that fight is always going to be there. It's always going to be a big fight too. There's a lot of people still talking about it. So, uh, you know, that's definitely definitely fight that, that, that will always be there. And, uh, you know, I, I understand that. And, I'm, again, I'm not scared of nobody. So, uh, but, I mean, at the same time, Everyone's got to be be real and understand that they're giving Max every every chance and giving him opportunity after opportunity, spoiling him pretty pretty good here. So if you're going to spoil him, give me that money and then we can talk. You know what I mean? That's that's all that that's all it really comes down to. So look, uh, right now I've got to take it and worry about. That's all I, I, I'm focused on. Do I think Max will eventually happen? I think it, I think it will. Uh, but do I need to do I need to be paid? Yeah, I, I reckon we both should get paid. Uh, pay good for that fight because I think that's going to be a big fight. That's a fight that everyone uh, does want to see. But at the same time, let's remember, you know, I, I'm doing no against a man and no one gets spoiled like he does. But hey, Uncle Dana uh, wants to spoil uh, wants to spoil him with uh, another another opportunity. We'll see what happens. But again, uh, the talking needs to happen. But I got Ortega in front of me. That's all I'm focused on. Obviously, everyone's going to keep bringing up Max. I'm happy to answer it. But at the same time. Ortega's got my full focus. That's right. I can't wait. Uh, we'll let you go in a second, but just quickly, Volko, speaking of focus, you don't have to focus too hard anymore on shaving your balls with that rusty razor. I remember all the countless times where I've nicked myself, and I'm sure you have as well, and then you've got those little red patches on your underwear, and you got to put the toilet paper on there to stop all the bleeding. Uh, you don't want your balls looking like a five-round war. Use Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0 that has been beautifully designed and engineered with premium quality to stop yourself from cutting your balls anymore with the skin safe technology it's got the 72,000 rpm motor it's got the led light it's waterproof so you can do it in the shower where it's the most safe and it'll leave you looking well like a double champion if if anything else and uh, we've got the promo code submission use the code get 20 percent off they've got a lot of other things as well like the nose trimmers the ball deodorant the ball colognes all sorts of wipes and uh, they do present the show, and they also do sponsor the UFC. It is Smish Radio presented by Manscaped. So a lot of love for those guys supporting not only ourselves, but also the MMA community. Go get the Lawnmower 3.0 and have your balls looking amazing. That's right, Cass. And also a big shout-out to our friends Ed the Ridge. Did you guys know that they're approaching, or they're currently in their eighth anniversary? Just for a little bit of a background, the Ridge was launched on Kickstarter by Father Son Team Daniel and Paul Kane, and they're celebrating the eighth anniversary of the successful funding and launch of the RidgeWallet.com by giving giving you guys at least 15% off the whole store right now up to March 23rd. It's like Black Friday, but in March. So guys, you can jump on there right now. You can use our code submission. So jump on there right now to get your 15% off. 
go to ridge.com forward slash submission and click on the banner to get that 15% off. You guys are going to love this wallet. As you can see, Casper's got his wallet out right now. It's one of the best things that we've got in our pocket. Be ready to go and get away from those crazy digital pickpocketers with the RFID blocking technology. I mean, these wallets, you can use them basically for anything. You want to break into a house, you want to stop a bullet, anything. These things are built tough and these things are proven um, a great sponsor cast. Congratulations to these guys on their eighth anniversary. Anniversary. I know. That's ridgedebt.com forward slash submission. Man, 15% off. How crazy is that? I was just going to say, I've had this wallet for years. Actually, when we met Volko for the first time, uh, this was in my pocket. And for all the biggest UFC events over the years, it's in my front pocket. It's very small. It allows me to get in, get out, pay, and then be out like a, like a ninja. <laughs> Very impressive as well. I noticed any time you pull that wallet out, people are always like, hey, where's that wallet from? That thing's pretty cool. And you guys can have one right now with free worldwide shipping and returns as well. So that's ridge.com forward slash submission. Get that 15% off. But uh, before we wrap up, Alex, I remember last time you mentioned about how weird it was fighting in front of no crowd. But you were fighting, you know, at a weird time in the middle of the night or the morning. And you mentioned how it was sort of hard to turn on for the first part of that uh, second Max Holloway fight. I'm just wondering... What are you sort of going to be bringing in to this fight? Because you'll still be sort of in a weird situation. It's going to be UFC Apex. It's going to be Vegas, which is a lot more uh, a place that you're a lot more used to being and fighting at. But are there sort of places and things in place for you to get turned on and get riled up and get ready without that crowd? You got to get turned on well, before the fight, Volko. Well, exactly. Right. Well, that's a that's something that I'm, I'm glad I experienced that. Uh, it was it was definitely different. It was definitely tough. Uh, I think a lot of uh, fighters have experienced that uh, that like sort of no crowd shock. Like you know what I mean? It was it was weird. A lot of people. It's funny you say that. A lot of people talk about you know the first half of the fight. It took you a while to to start like you know kicking in. Uh, but to be honest, I don't feel like it kicked in the whole fight. It was just purely I forced everything in the later rounds i knew i had to force it, it was it was a weird feeling uh that i've uh, sort of talked to uh, people about it's i went in there like it was my reaction times my you know what i mean like uh, my countering and all my reactions you got know what i mean was just not there just it wouldn't happen so i had to force everything so i was waiting you know wait like waiting for maybe a counter punch waiting for him to slip up and, and counter but even if i seen it my body just wouldn't do these things and it's very very hard to explain this is what i feel like uh, might have happened even with zombie that's why you see him slapping himself in the head like what's going on <laughs> Start, you know what i mean it, it's a weird feeling i remember watching that fight and going mate i know that feeling i'm going you gotta force it you gotta force everything in there it was weird it was such a a weird feeling and i don't want to feel that again so uh, i'm lucky i experienced that uh where now i'm gonna go you know i'm gonna approach the fight differently again with crowds you know you're, you're pumped up the adrenaline's pumping you're trying to level yourself and i do that so well i'm so good at being in an arena full of people screaming fighting for a world title you know what i mean you know you've got the, the goats in front of you or whatever it is you know so much pressure but i'm so good at being like nah i'm chill i'm good i'm good and then i've got my reaction time because i still got that that energy still got that uh reaction you know reaction my sharpness is still there but I'm level, I'm clear at the same time where just I was just well underdone, well un so underdone uh, in the last one where now I experience it. Now I feel like I'm going to let the adrenaline uh, rush. I let the adrenaline flow a little bit like, 
you know, I'm going to make my own adrenaline in the, in the backstage. I'm going to, I'm going to be dancing backstage, you know, I'm going to pump myself up. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and keep myself so chill. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm going to pump myself up little things like that rather than trying, all right, chill. Don't go too crazy here. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to let, I, I want to feel a bit of a buzz. I want to feel that. So I'm sharp. You know, my body knows we better fight. You know what I mean? So uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, again, I'm glad I experienced that. And, uh, you know, this, that ain't going to happen again. And, uh, you know, the, the time, maybe the time played a factor. Uh, there was a couple of things as well, but you know what I mean? Uh, I'm not the type to, to make excuses. You know, I ain't going to do a Paula Costa and, and be a little <laughs> bitch and make excuses. So th- that ain't me. But, um, you know what I mean? Uh, I didn't drink wine. If that's not where I'm going with that. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, obviously, there's a, there's a couple of things that that you know I felt like you know and the timing and then just no crowd there was a lot of things that you just like fuck I remember just going in the cage and telling the boys like hey talk to me because I'm gonna hear everything I'm so clear right now mm. I'll hear absolutely fucking everything you say because it was a weird weird feeling a very eerie weird feeling but again now I experienced it we move on we uh you know we're gonna again that was a you know take a, a positive out of a, a negative you know what I mean. So even though I felt like that, I was like, all right, now we've experienced it. Now we know. Now we can use that. Yeah, now you know. Now we can uh, take, use that as an advantage uh, for the next fight. So let's go. I love it, man. I can't wait for this fight. UFC 260, not this weekend. Next weekend, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega. What a highly anticipated fight. Make sure to follow the man on Twitter and Insta, at Alex Volkanovsky. And, of course, check out his cooking videos on his official YouTube channel now. Uh, his, you can also look into his camp as well with the Champ Champ episodes and cooking with Volk. I love it, man. Thank you so much for your time, Volko. You were talking about nicknames before. I think you earned a new one. Loose Volko. Loose Volko on Submission Radio. So, appreciate the Loose time, Loose Volko. I like it. There's a plenty of Volks. But anyway, yeah, no worries, boys. Thank you. I want to see I'll, I want to uh, see a cake recipe on that channel of yours when you're done with the fight. No more healthy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> a cake recipe? Mate, we'll do a quarantine uh, episode after the fight. And uh, we'll go, we'll, yeah, we'll get some... Uh, Dirty burgers, get some cakes, we'll get it all happening. <laughs> yes. Awesome, I think we man. might we might even do we might even do a fight week episode. We might might try something here. Something uh, you know, a bit of fun with the boys. We'll see. We'll look for- Stay tuned for that. I'm telling you how this man can cook.